It's Thursday. You know what that means. Welcome back to the podcast for Panoyan Life with me, your host, Dina. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow, and hit me up on the Instagram, thequeenbuzz.com. Happy New Year, everyone. We are back for Panoyan Life. It's me, your host, Dina, and we're here. We're doing it. Um, Wow. Welcome to 2024. Already, I've been very productive, I must say. And I think that's usually how we all start out. Not to say we don't all continue with that. Um, But I feel that it is that momentum, right? You got to build that momentum. You got to keep on pushing. You got to just do it all and hopefully and pray that you follow through. I said last year, and I think that's funny saying that, (laughs) I said in 2023 on my last episode before the new year, I took a week off with the Christmas holiday and all that stuff. I said I wanted my first episode when I come back to be called What I Did. And what I mean is I, I started to plan for 2024. I started to reach out to guests that I wanted to have on the podcast. I haven't had guests in a very long time. And a lot has to do with time management and just really working with the guests and what works for them, what works for me. Because I can tell you after, and this is so crazy, in April it'll be five years. My podcast is going to be five years old in April. And I have learned that the way I podcast best is literally coming downstairs the night before my podcast is due. I know some of you are like, what, are you insane? And just recording. And I've always said the reason why I do that is I want everything that is up to date in my hands and ready to just roll off the tongue. And that's how I work. And for some people, you are like shaking your head like, how is that even possible? Editing all this. And obviously right now I do have to plan because I will have videos coming out for the podcast. But when I just do the audio podcast, I would rather just be real, raw, unedited. If I sneeze, cough, it's coming out. Maybe that's not for everyone, but we all don't like the same tea, right? (laughs) The tea snob says it. But that's how I feel I podcast best. I have updated the studio. I'm super excited for all of the things that my husband has bought for me for the podcast just to make it better. He totally gets me, loves my dreams, my aspirations, and I have literally my journal in front of me. And I'm really, really excited about today's podcast episode. And here's why. This is not to brag. Okay. This is not an episode on bragging other than the fact it is simply to showcase what I have done to be where I am today. And also what I didn't do that would have probably pushed me more forward. And I might be doing I don't know if I would be doing bigger things, but probably have a little more notoriety in the area of social media, blogging, and all that stuff. So for those of you who know me outside of the blog, or um, I'm sorry, the podcast, and maybe you found my podcast via my blog, I have a blog. It's called queenbuzz.com. And in 2009, 
I had a Facebook page only. I didn't want a web page. I didn't want all that fancy stuff. I just wanted to carry Bradshaw, if you will, on Facebook about fashion, beauty, and just use my <laughs> ancient HP, which I still have. I know, I know, from 2009, right? And it still turns on, thank the Lord, because I have tons of history and such ancient artifacts on there that I truly still appreciate and love. But in 2009, I would just pop open my HP laptop and webcam record myself. And that was life. That was what I wanted to do. In 2010, I decided I had a change. And I decided that I was going to come up with a blog, an actual online blog. So this is where things have to be real, right? You're investing your money in this blog. You are turning it into something. I later had an app that was developed by my friend Alex. Like we were legit, right? We were making this happen. The reason why I wanted to create a online platform was because I was more a vlogger with a V rather than a blogger. Not to say I didn't like to write. Obviously, I love to write. I published a book. Yes, Hong Kong tooting my own horn. But for me, I loved the video aspect, the editing, the behind the scenes. Like this for me was everything. I thought about how I never got to truly engulf in all of the events. And now here I am getting invited to all of these events. And I know people at home are like, oh, I wish I could be there. I wanted to take you along for the ride. That was the purpose of creating the online platform. So the videos could play somewhere. Yes, they're they're playing on YouTube and still to this day, they are on my YouTube page. But I wanted a place that everyone can just drive all together and just watch the behind the scenes, watch where I was going. The other purpose of creating an online website was because my goal was always to PR and support mom and pops. I've always had a love for mom and pops. I've always had a love for people who legit just throw everything into the wind and just say, we're going to do this. I'm leaving my corporate job or I'm leaving my stay at home mom job. My kids are grown up. I want a business of my own. I want to create something of my own. So here's what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And that just gave me chills. And I was like, I want to buzz about you to the point where I later had people emailing me say, can you please come to my store and buzz about me? That was my life. And that's why I wanted to create this platform because back then in 2010, there was no Instagram live stories, reels, instant gratification, engagement. There, It was literally Instagram, like old school Polaroid picture. That's what you posted. So I needed to create, yes, YouTube was there. I should have utilized YouTube much more. Silly me, silly me, should have done it. I didn't. And yes, I am kicking myself for that because obviously some of these YouTube folks are just blowing up and I hate myself for that every day, but we're trying to make it work now. So I wanted these mom and pops to say, like, that was it. If you had a website and you were putting people on your online website, that was it. That was today being like a like a major influencer on Instagram or TikTok. So when you had your website, people were like, oh, I'm going to be on thequeenbuzz.com, the website. And I was like, yes. And, you know, I would always remind people like I'm not famous. I'm nothing big. But that was everything, being on someone's website. So in 2010, the blog, website vlog was born, thequeenbuzz.com. And 
everything started to just unravel itself because I put myself out in the universe. We're talking about going to events, getting home at one o'clock in the morning, editing everything. So by 4 a.m., I was ready to hit the button and it would unleash. Because here's the other thing. Now, I'm a blogger, vlogger, right? But I'm also up against paparazzi, legit paparazzi and photographers. Now, photographers obviously had a different angle than I did. (laughs) See what I said there? They literally were professional photographers. I was not a professional photographer at all means. I was there to capture stills, but I also wanted the video. And a lot of the photographers were also learning that these videos were also bringing in some type of income. So they were switching to that. So it was very competitive, finding the best like shot angle, getting all the goods. Could I get an interview at the same time, which was also tricky for me because I have a camera to hold, but I also need to interview. So bringing a tripod with me, bringing mics. I never looked cute, I always said, because I always had tons of things. Like I never went to an event with a cute little person called it a day. I literally invested in, it was, um, I still have it today. It's a coach hobo bag, but it was large enough that I fit my tripod in it. I put my Canon camera and I had a mic in there. And let me just tell you something. I'm thankful for the crossbody strap because by the end of the night, I was so tired just from carrying around such a heavy bag with everything and anything in it. So, I mean, if I'm rolling off the tongue and I literally went on my Facebook page just to see and take a trip down memory lane, and you know I'm posting this on my Instagram, you know I'm going to have all the feels, all the vibes. I'm going to make a reel of my life and where it started from because my life is very different now. And not a lot of people know about my life pre-teaching or the time that I spent two years of not teaching. I literally was a teacher and then I left teaching to do what I love to do. And that's why I'm doing it again. And I'm back in this and I hustled so hard this summer. Like when I have a break, I am hustling on social media. Again, the reason for this episode is not to brag, but it's to literally just bring awareness. If this is something you truly want to do, it's going to be part-time in the beginning. And I'm not saying you're not going to put full-time effort into it because you have to, but you also have to still make money. So you can't just jump from your full-time job, unless you have means to do so, and land, you know, feet planted into this successful podcast, blogging, influential thing, whatever you want to do. You've got to make it a part-time job, but put full-time hours into it. And I know it sounds crazy, but I did it. And I'm so mad that I'm not doing what I used to do as much back then. So come with me. Let's take a stroll down memory lane starting in 2010. So like I said, the blog was born. Um... I went, I was invited to Fashion Fights Cancer, this most beautiful event in the world. They reached out to me via email and said, we want you there. So it was in New York City in this beautiful building, like glass windows all around. I remember at the time the Audi S5 was the go-to fancy schmancy car. I have pictures. It's kind of funny because of course I had a pose in front of the car. But it was all for fashion, fighting cancer, some influential people there, beautiful people. Always had the people with the mini cupcakes, not baked by Melissa. That was another event. But everybody was at that time in like 2010, it was all about mini cupcakes. And let me just tell you something. Thank you because they were easy to eat, not messy. And that was my dinner. Like going to the events, starving, working all night and having a mini cupcake, that made my night. Maybe that's why I was skinny back then. Who knows? 
Then when I was invited to the Vitamin Water Fashion Show, that was another event held in New Jersey. And you have to understand, in 2010 and 2011, fashion shows and fashion events were it. Literally that, I God, I miss it. It was so much fun because I never had to stress anymore about going into the city to see a fashion show. Like New Jersey was amping it up. People were wanting to put on fashion shows and it wasn't just for fashion, it was hair shows. Like I was going to fashion shows, hair shows, like you name it. And at the Vitamin Water Show, the Vitamin Water was hosting it because they were giving a check to an upcoming designer and it was absolutely just a stunning event. And that's also later how I got my um, event manager job with Vitamin Water after that fashion show. It was pretty funny. Um, another little like toot of the horn, when Vitamin Water was releasing the new flavor attention, it was that like Fiji watermelon flavor, they had asked me to promote it on Twitter. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, and I used Twitter a lot back then. Vitamin water was so impressed because not only was I promoting it off the charts, but also, oh my God, this is so bad. How do I not remember his name? <laughs> I'm literally like so embarrassed. Oh my God, he's a Yankee player. Like some of you right now are saying his name. I know I do this all the time and you all tell me like you're screaming and yelling at me in your car. How could I forget his name. Oh my God. Famous Yankee. <laughs> this is so bad. Um, oops. Like maybe that just proves like I wasn't. Derek Jeter. Okay. Duh. Mm. Okay. So they gave um, to Derek Jeter and then also me and then some other influential people. And I and Derek Jeter were like tied with the most influential tweets. So I was like, what? Like, are you sure? Like me? They're like, yeah, your engagement was off the charts. So clearly promoting product has always been my thing. Then the craziest thing in the world is for the first time ever, your girl who was behind the camera was asked to be in front of the camera and I was asked to walk in the first New Jersey Fashion Week. Now I'm like, are you sure? Because I'm 5'4", like I'm not 5'7", and every model was so much taller than me. I'm like, you're sure? You're, and they're like, yes. So of course I was so nervous because I'm standing amongst these like 5'7 and up models, beauty, grace, all this stuff, and I'm just like, hey, thequeenbest.com. <laughs> but it was like one of those things that – I don't know. Like I just was on top of the world. Like how did I do this? I'm so happy I did this. Then I got to work with crazy opportunities. I worked with Seesaw Boutique and I just had a couple of my model friends. They came, they tried on the clothes, they took pictures, uh, Bianco jeans, which obviously is super exciting because that's when I met Amanda Bertoncini and we're going to hear about her next week on the podcast because girl came out of college. She worked for Bianco jeans. Bianco Jeans was with uh, in Pasha's fashion show. So that like made them super launch crazy because at the time there was tons of filming for Real Housewives of New Jersey. Posh Boutique was on it. Bianco Jeans. It was just like spread like wildfire. And then I synced her up with the Sachika twins. And next thing you know, she is creating Drink Hanky. And then she is on Bravo's Princesses of Long Island. And she just like blew up. And she's doing so well. I'm super excited I got to interview her next week. She's not only just going to be audio podcasting with me, but she, her and I did a video and she's great. And you get to watch us interact and of course have our cheesy moments. But I love her. And that was, that was one of those relationships that I'm so happy we created because you're talking about 2010 now, 13 years strong. And I, I'm 
that was just awesome. Um, tons of interviews with reality stars, celebrities, the Jerseylicious cast. I may have made a cameo on Jerseylicious where I got, and I'm air quoting married because it was like a fake setup for married. So that was fun. Um, obviously, the Posh Fashion Show was life changing for me. And I'm going to get to that in a hot second. I literally have postage just with everything written down. Like, can I make more room over here? So then one of the other really cool things that I had in, like just insane is I worked with, we called ourselves FN, no, F-O, Fashionistas of New Jersey. I have to spell it out. F-O-N-J, Fashionistas of New Jersey. And it was me and three other friends. We got together. We were all like me and one other girl were bloggers. One had a boutique and one was a hairstylist. Theo, who obviously still does my hair today, you know her. She is like a mastermind when it comes to hair. And we decided to have a fashion show. And it was called Fashion with a Passion at the Florentine Gardens. And it was just epic. Like, I don't know how this all came together. I know Marie had like, like a huge part of it. Like she did a huge part of it. And I can't thank her enough. But it was one of those things like that wasn't on my bucket list, but I'm happy it now is checked off. It host a fashion show, like host a fashion show. We were sold out. We had, I think it was like over 200 people and it was just the greatest thing in the world. Working with Pop Chips um, at the Ice Loves Cocoa premiere, the Sachka twins, I will always hold dear. They are two of the kindest and most talented fashion designers ever. They invited me to so many events, their fashion show, just always making me feel important, which I can't thank enough. Like putting me in second row at their fashion show in New York City, like what? Thank you. Because if you don't know, obviously first row is like major players. Second play, second row is just as important. And they put me in the second row. I'm like, are you, me? Me? Second row? Like, okay, thank you so much. <laughs> like, oh my God, thank you so much. Um, then another cool thing that I got to work is the Cups. If you don't know Cups is the uh, frozen yogurt group. They had a bikini de debut. It was their first bikini that ever came out, and they wanted Jerseylicious cast members to be on there, so Briella and um, Jackie. And then I didn't know – like they, they invited me to go there, so of course I did video and I blogged about it, but then they asked me to speak. Uh, and I was just caught off guard, and I was kind of thankful that – I love cups. I love the Jerseylicious girls. I love bikinis, obviously. And I was happy to know more in that time. This is 2011. So now it's a year into blogging. And it was the most, I don't know, like I just felt really important. And I, I that was kind of another bucket list for me, like standing in front of uh, on a podium in front of all these people speaking about cups, speaking about the brand and how epic it is. And I, I'm still speechless on that one. Um, another opportunity that I was given, and this is just to prove that if you put yourself out there and you just ask or you are asked, it's going to come your way. Neiman Marcus had tons of blogger events and they still do fashion shows. So Neiman Marcus had Fashion Night Out in 2012. And of course we attended. Um, but prior to the Fashion Night Out, they had what they called the current event. And this is where they showed all the current trends and fashion. They had emailed me and asked me if I would like to pick out three looks. So three looks and it would be on a rack. And when people would come shopping, they would see my name, my blogger information, my Instagram, all that stuff. And I was featured as a Neiman Marcus current event uh, 
fashion picker. And that that was like, wait, what? Well, I have pictures. I have to find them somewhere because I just remember I was so excited. And certain people like my friends and my parents came and took pictures. And I was like, look at me, which then rolled into Nemus Mar- Neiman Marcus being a blogger for them. I hosted a fresh, the uh, cosmetics line fresh and a night where I talked about fresh the product. And I worked with one of their um, other workers who were really, really educated in the product. Again, I mentioned the Posh Fashion Show, which obviously is super exciting because Posh Kim D holds a, like a very, 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 very big heart, a big heart, <laughs> a big place in my heart because working with Kim for a very long time, her asking me to be in the fashion show, being her assistant, working at the store, just being really great friends and still to this day collaborating. She has opened a lot of doors for me, given me more confidence and happy to always sing and host her fashion shows. So that has always been like 2010 Posh Fashion Show was for sure for it. Then I had, I got to meet um, Lisa, uh, Lisa Page known from 92.3 and this was like God, is this back in 2011, maybe 2010-11? She um, obviously is not with 92.3 anymore. She is in Texas right now, but she has um, her podcast and she's doing things. Lisa Page made me do it. You can find her on Instagram. And her and I instantly clicked. And it was just so funny because her and a friend, I remember, <laughs> were doing a Real Housewives of New Jersey tour. So they were going to all the spots where they filmed and I remember like I just saw her and I'm like what are you doing here and then we just reconnected and it was always just fun to go to her events in New York City um anthropology I got to work with them on a couple of their events they did uh Bentley revealed a brand new Bentley and they invited me and I'm like wait me so we were down at Teterboro Airport the new Bentley was covered I got to interview um some really influential and important people reveal the new Bentley. Like I have to find that video because that actually was a really good video. I think I used the um, Top Gun soundtrack song for that one because I mean, Bentley, like, hello. Then I was invited to Females Football and Philanthropy in 2014. So that was really great. That was working with some really influential people. I had connected with them at a Montclair Food Fest. So not only were we talking about fashion and beauty, but we were also foodie bloggers and um, invited to that and tomato oh no what was the website i gotta look this up one of the websites had filmed at the event but they love my video so much they used mine as their main page and i'm like i will take it like i will take it help promote this is awesome then the pink party with juliana rancic in uh 2014 this was epic because yes seeing juliana rancic on stage yes sitting in the front row but then after the pink party, I had the opportunity to go into the Vince Camuto store. And Vince Camuto was in the store with his son. And there I, I knew, you know, like I knew to wear my Vince Camuto shoes. I like I knew. And of course, there I am. I take off my shoe. I woke over. I'm like, hi, can you autograph my shoe? Sweetest soul in the world. He said, yes, as long as my son can autograph your other one. I'm like, yes, like, of course. And obviously his son wanted to be in the business and eventually um, do what his dad did. Obviously, he did pass away, um, Vince Camuto, uh, but the sweetest soul in the world. And I think the moment which in time, which threw me back, I was going through a very hard time in my life and changes. 
And Vince Camuto said, you know, you've got great style. I literally wanted to fall on the floor, but I was like, don't do that. Like, it's not going to look professional. I I couldn't believe he said that to me because I was in my lowest of lows. I had my ACL I tore, which I finally recovered, and I'm in heels, so this is great. Um, The previous year, I went through a divorce, and I was just like, felt like I was hitting rock bottom, and I'm trying to, you know, level up and get back to where I used to be. And as soon as he said that, I was like, okay, I I feel like this is me. I'm starting to come back. And then the greatest thing in 2015, uh, my book was released. I published my book. It came out. It took me two years to write and also have the guts to publish it. Um, And everything from there was more low-key because I got married and I wanted to start a family. So I wasn't doing the crazy events that I was doing. But now I feel like this is my platform, my podcast. This is where I'm going to get all that that buzz interviewing mom and pops. This is where I'm going to get to interview the reality stars, the celebrities, the entrepreneurs, the regular folk, like regular moms who are working their butts off and like foreplaying their life. And this is everything I've always dreamed of. I am happy to look at all this stuff. I am happy to look at the photos and know that this once was my life. A little changed now, obviously, but still I have this part of me. I'm able to divide my life into half and still see the beautiful accomplishments that I've accomplished because I continue to push. And to start the year off, that's what I'm reminding myself and hopefully all of you who are listening and like 4.0 in life, what's this all about? It's about doing what makes you happy. Like I said this on the last episode, I want you seriously to like close your eyes and just think about something that you used to do. It could be like doing hair, doing makeup, photography, whatever it may be. And in that moment in time, why did it make you happy? What about that one specific thing truly made you so happy? And then I'm going to tell you to do it again. And 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 really really do it again. If this is something that made you happy, what what is holding you back? Don't say you don't have the time. I read a post and I absolutely love this. It was about um getting into your like best shape kind of post, but this definitely pertains to everything else. If you can work a job for six or eight hours a day, you can work for yourself for two hours. Now, maybe you can't do two hours, give yourself an hour, but you can definitely do it for yourself. Because in that eight hour span that you're at work, right, you're getting things done, you have to pay the bills. I totally get it. This economy is bananas. But Take an hour for yourself. Take 30 minutes for yourself every day or divide an hour amongst three days if you have to do that, whatever it is, and start to invest in yourself if you truly want this to happen. There are people literally still leaving corporate jobs and making their mom and pop happen because they're putting the time and effort into it. Remember, I told you right now, it's going to be a air, um, you know, air quoting a part-time job, but you're going to have to put full time into it. If you truly want it and you truly want it to happen, it can happen. And that's why I reached out to people and I said, let's do an interview on my podcast. Let's do this. Let's bring it. Like, I want to do the things I used to do, obviously, in a different element. You know, I'm not out in New York City. I'm now in a podcast and I might be Zooming certain people and um, not Zooming. We might be like video conferencing and all that stuff. But I'm still doing it because it made me happy. It reminds me of what I used to do. And I'm happy of everything I did. Now, when I talked about earlier the things that I didn't do, I didn't promote myself enough, right? I didn't land on the YouTube and post and say, hey, come follow my YouTube page or hey, come follow me on Instagram. And I'm learning the hard way with that because 
there are bloggers or influencers that in 2015 started doing that and promoting themselves. And now they're like at a million followers. And I'm like, oh, I could do this. But I, we're going to work on those numbers. We're going to work on that engagement. We're going to do this. We're going to make it work. Because if I put the effort and the time into it, because it's something I really, really want, I know by the end of this year, in December of 2024, we're going to talk again. I'm going to reference this episode, episode 198, what I did. And I'm going to say, look, look what I did now. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. Those of you who have been following me, listening, you have no idea how excited my aunt, how excited I am for this year, especially with my guests and everything that I'm adding to the podcast Always follow me on the Instagram. It's thequeenbuzz.com. That's thequeenbuzz.com. And yeah, let's talk more next Thursday. Bye, friends. gorgeous. In today's world, immune support is the new self-care. We've got you covered with precisely blended herbs that support your immune system and taste like a party in your mouth. When cold and flu season is breathing down your neck, it's time to steep a cup of organic elderberry immune tea. To your immune system, it's a declaration of love. It's a friendship bracelet, a bouquet of flowers. Keep it in your cabinet right next to the humidifier and extra box of tissues. She won't fold your laundry, but she'll swoop in just like your mama does when you need help and comfort. You might think that this little lady was already the most popular gal, aka royalty, one might say, but she could use a little extra love. What we want to know is, how do you elderberry? Head on over to earthmamaorganics.com and get yours now.